Hello from the U.S. Center for Safe Sport and welcome to Champion in Every Corner. By joining us today, you are actively helping us build a safe, rewarding sports community that prioritizes athlete well-being. You'll hear from experts in the field with innovative ideas to keep you engaged in the game. Join the conversation by sharing your ideas for topics at content at safesport.org. We want to address your questions about mandatory reporting. One important note, information about or reasonable suspicion of child abuse, including child sexual abuse, must be immediately reported to law enforcement and the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, and individuals must comply with any other applicable state or federal laws. We understand it can be daunting, and we want to help ease some of those concerns and help you better understand your responsibilities as a mandatory reporter. We've brought in Jocelyn Schaefer, Assistant Director of Intake, and Ali Nutter, Resource and Process Advisor from the U.S. Center for Safe Sport to help us unpack this conversation. Jocelyn and Ali, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. So before we dive in, can you please tell our listeners a little about yourself? Jocelyn, let's start with you. Yeah, hey, welcome. So my name is Jocelyn. I am the Assistant Director of Intake, so I oversee the intake coordinators, um, and we just assess incoming reports. And I'm Allie Nutter, the Resource and Process Advisor. Um, my role is to help parties understand our response and resolution process, as well as connect them with any resources that they might want um, as a result of participating in an investigation with us. Great, thank you. We are excited to have both of you join us today. So our conversation is primarily focused on reporting child abuse within and outside of the movement. With that, Jocelyn, what is a mandatory reporter and what are their responsibilities? A mandatory reporter is a professional or a volunteer who works with children or youth, um, and they're required by law to report um, suspicions or, or um, disclosures of child abuse or neglect. Um, so some examples um, commonly that, that we see are coaches, administrators, teachers, volunteers in those settings as well. And in, in 2018, the Safe Sport Authorization Act was passed and requires adults participating in sports, um, specifically with minors, to report child abuse um, if they get disclosures or if they have um, suspicions of that. So it's important to note every state has their own specific mandatory reporting laws. And some of these aren't specifically captured in the Safe Sport Authorization Act. So it's just really important that you all understand or are aware of your specific state laws. Um, and you can learn more about those state laws if you visit the Child Welfare, Child Welfare Information Gateway. So in addition to federal and state law requirements, Ali, who is designated as a mandatory reporter under the Safe Sport Code? Yeah, any adult participant um, has reporting requirements. So any adult participant who knows of information and has suspicion that a child has suffered an incident of child abuse, including sexual abuse, um, the wording is that they shall immediately make a report of the suspected abuse to both law enforcement and to the U.S. Center for Safe Sport. So the code does have other mandatory reporting provisions for adult participants. So make sure that you check out the code so that you're fully aware of what your responsibilities are. Are, um, but generally, any um, report involving sexual misconduct, you need to report directly to the center as well as to law enforcement. And any um, verbal, physical, emotional type of abuse needs to be reported directly to the national governing body. 
So it's always important to remind people if you're an adult participant, i.e. you fall under the Safe Sport code, you must report to law enforcement at the center. And if you're not under the code, you need to report to law enforcement and anywhere else that your organization requires you to report. So if a mandatory reporter su suspects abuse, when do they need to report and where should they file a report? Yes, I mean, report immediately. Please report as soon as you can, um, given you know re reasonable time. Um, but yeah, report to any appropriate party. So, you know, reporting to center, as Ali mentioned, reporting to your NGP or your organization, reporting to law enforcement or child protection. Um, there's times where it's appropriate to report to adult protective services as well. Um, so, so really make the report of all of those kind of applicable agencies that you think, um, you know, will come up. Um, like I mentioned before, again, some states have different reporting requirements. So again, always just check in with your state laws um, for any additional reporting requirements um, beyond reporting to the center or law enforcement. Um, and again, you can find those at childwelfare.gov. And we know that making an initial call to report abuse can be overwhelming. So what information should an individual provide when they are reporting suspected or known abuse or misconduct? And then what information should they ask for in return? Good question. So definitely be prepared with your information. So your name, your phone number, your relationship to the child. Um, and that's so people can follow up with you if they have additional questions. So leave your information as a reporter. Um, you'll also want to know information about the child um, and their family. Um, anything that are details that you are aware of, you're going to want to share as well. Um, you might want to discuss next steps um, with that professional on the call, and it's really okay if you don't have all of the details. So your role is to report a concern, and then our role is to dig a little deeper and to get all of the pieces of information and put those together. Yeah, and, and some, some people are afraid to ask questions. They're nervous reporting either to us or to law enforcement, and it is okay to ask questions. Um, it's okay to ask, like Ali said, to, to talk through what ne next steps they should be doing. Um, but you can also ask for documentation, um, you know, the person that you reported to, that individual's name, if it's with law enforcement or child or adult protective services, you can ask for their officer number or badge number, if they have a, a specific report number, just so you have that on record, for, again, for your documentation that, hey, this report was, was made. And sometimes it makes it easier to follow, follow up with those agencies if you have that information too. So again, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, if we or if law enforcement or other agencies can't answer that question, um, they'll let you know. Um, so there's absolutely no problem with asking questions if things come up. Okay, so here's a scenario. Let's say you become aware of abuse that happened while you're traveling and you know that you need to report to law enforcement. Where do you report? So you're going to want to report to the law enforcement in your state um, and then also in the state where the abuse occurred. So if you were traveling in Chicago, but you live in Wisconsin, you know, you would want to report both to the Illinois, um, either their police department or the Department of Family and Children's Services, and then also to the same people in Wisconsin. And make sure that you ask for reporting information like what Jocelyn just mentioned. That's helpful. Thank you. Um, so some mandated reporters also may be concerned about retaliation. How does the Safe Sport Code protect them? 
Yeah, there's a there's a couple of points within the code that talks about concerns of retaliation impact and things like that. So to, to really start with, um, you can make a report anonymously. Um, it's important to get all of the information in that report because it, you know, obviously it makes it more difficult for us to, to follow up on information if we don't have that reporter's name. Um, but that's absolutely an option. Um, putting uh, anonymous within the report or stating that's a concern of why you want to remain anonymous. Um, we also protect the identity of third party reporters. So even if you provide that name to us, your contact information, things like that, is we don't provide that to outside folks. Um, with the one asterisk of if law enforcement if, is involved, uh, we will provide that information upon request um, from them. Um, and then finally, again, within the code, there's specific um, you know, prohibitions to retaliation from any parties involved in the center. So if you ever experience retaliation, there are concerns of retaliation or you hear about retaliation of others, um, again, please always follow up and report to the center, either by online um, submission of a report or talking with a person that you're in contact with, whether it's you know, Allie or um, another person from the center as well. Thank you. So let's talk about how mandatory reporters can help keep athletic communities safe. And Allie, can you talk about some resources that are available? Absolutely. So I think the first thing is to make sure everyone is educated on abuse, on reporting requirements. And um, aside from adult participants who take the safe sport training, you can also have minor athletes um, take our free safe sport trainings available on our website. Um, so that's a great place to start. Um, there's also the Safe Sport Helpline that is provided by RAIN. So you can call the helpline anytime for questions about reporting, um, for people who are in crisis and just need someone to talk to about abuse that they have experienced. And you can reach them at 866-200-0796 or at hotline.rain.org. Additionally, every community is served um, by sexual violence resource centers, um, children's advocacy centers, and there are places available locally that you can help connect people to um, when they do need help. So as we spoke about previously, we know that mandatory reporting can be daunting the first time you make that call. And for both of you, as people who are mandatory reporters, what closing comments or thoughts do you have for our listeners? Yeah, I think the number one thing is to remember that you're the people on the ground. You're working with the athletes, the sporting community every day. And so we are not aware of issues unless someone makes us aware. So your role as a reporter is incredibly important. So it's also up to you to promote that culture of athlete safety, to put really clear boundaries in place and ensure that the people under your direction are following those guidelines so that sport can be a safe place emotionally and physically for all all participants. Yeah, and, and I'd add to Allie is whether you're a mandatory reporter or not, everyone working with athletes should A, be aware of reporting guidelines. Um, whether or not you specifically are required or others you work with are, are obligated to make reports. Um, and also being prepared and knowing what to do if a minor discloses sexual abuse to you, whether this is an athlete or a minor staff member or things like that, just being you know prepared to step in and know how to move forward. Um, and then finally, being prepared and knowing what to do if you're concerned that abuse is happening or has occurred. Um, what kind of steps moving forward, um, whether to report, whether to talk through um, with those folks, but really just being prepared for what if these things happen. 
And I'd like to add too that you can always reach out to us at the center. If you're unsure, we can help clarify. So please feel free to reach out um, even to me specifically at resource.advisor at safesport.org. And I'm happy to help you um, think through your situation. Great, Jocelyn and Allie, thank you so much for your time and valuable insight today. And for our listeners, one final important note. If you know of or suspect abuse or misconduct, please report it anytime, anywhere at our Report a Concern portal at uscenterforsafesport.org. Or if you have confidential or anonymous questions, contact the SafeSport Helpline at safesporthelpline.org. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time and visit our website to hear more episodes.